Welcome to episode two of EC Made Lemonade. We would like to acknowledge that we are recording in Vancouver on the traditional and unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and tsleil First Nations. My name is Emily. And my name is Claire. This episode marks a year since the pandemic hit for us here in Vancouver. So much has happened and we thought this would be a good opportunity for Emily and me to reflect and share thoughts during these unprecedented times. Throughout the episode, we will be going through a couple of questions to talk about our highlights and lessons learned from last year and the things we look forward to doing again once we're back to normal. So to start us off, Emily, if you could go back in time to January 2020, if there are five things that you would warn yourself, what would be your first? Well, what I had down for the first thing was invest. There's been a craze with this investment, um, especially the second half of the year of 2020. and. I would have told myself to get ready to join that craze and cash in while we're all at home. Claire, how about you? What was, um, what was something on your list that you would warn yourself about? The first one in my list is with all this work from home phase, um, I would probably tell myself that I will eventually learn how to balance my time even better that I should be okay with uh, setting up some guidelines about working from home to myself. For example, um, for the next few months, you will be feeling that you need to overcompensate for all the vacant time that you have, but it's not really the case. Just because you're staying at home doesn't mean you have so much more time to do other things. Um, It's a pandemic, so try to save as much energy as you can for yourself because it's going to be one eventful year ahead. For me, it was, age is not just never. This was something I definitely felt throughout this past year when I turned 30, to take better care of my body. And remember to take stretch breaks. So important to take stretch breaks. One thing I noticed when working from home was you forget to get up as much. There's no one else to talk to. So you just sit at your desk working all day. And I've been feeling it, my lower back, my hips, I've been feeling it from all that sitting all day. So that was definitely high on my list. Claire, how about you? Is there anything else for you? Of the five things, my second one would be um, consider uh, setting up a working desk. After I finished university, I told myself, Um, that I will not get another office desk in my room anymore. Like I always told my friends before that I spend more time on my desk than in my bed, in my bedroom, which is quite ironic. And so once I started working, I told myself I'm not going to do an office desk anymore just to avoid that kind of mentality again. But with all this working from home, <laughs> I would probably tell myself, it's this is a special case and you probably would like um, ergonomic setup for working from home because you're going to be working much more than you anticipate, at least for the first few months. It's going to be a important infrastructure in your space. <laughs> Yeah, same. Uh, my next one was actually similar to your first two, was the um, a work from home situation. And I would have told myself, work from home is here to stay and not to be naive. Um, that was definitely my first initial thoughts when I first got the notice back last year from the office saying, oh, um, you know, tomorrow just don't come in. We will be in the office for, you know, maybe the next couple of days, maybe a week. There was no official timeline, but they, you know, we all thought we'll probably be back in a week or so. Um, and a week 
turned out to be two weeks, turned out to be a month, turned out to be months, and now we're like at the one year mark. So definitely if I wrapped my head around this work from home situation at the beginning, probably would have been able to accept it a lot easier. Plus again, getting that home office set up ASAP. If I had given myself a heads up knowing it would be over a year we'll be doing this, I would have been like, okay, first thing was on the list, getting everything because I remember things were sold out. It was so hard to get things online, everything, you know, just stores, everything. It was, there was just nothing left. Right, I remember at work when they first sent us home, they sent us an initial notice that it's gonna be a three week uh, temporary testing period and then we'll see what happens. And then that became months. Then now we're in a year mark. And so that's, yeah, that's definitely, it, it stayed. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we just, accepted it earlier that this work from home is going to stay for a little bit longer than what we want to, then it would, be, it would have been easier. But then at that time, we really don't know anything. We, we can project properly. <laughs> oh, I actually wanted to mention, uh, in case the listeners didn't know, we didn't really mention that Claire and I both have been working from home since March. Our office has been switched to full-time work from home. Both our jobs allow us to do that. So we have been lucky to have been employed during this time as well. That's right. Okay, so um, the next on my list, last February, I went to Toronto. I think I came there Saturday morning, then I left at like afternoon of Sunday. So it was really just the weekend. It was a cheap airfare and I visited my relatives in Toronto. I saw my nieces and if I can go back to January 2020, I would probably extend that weekend trip because little did I know that that would be the last time that I would see my little nieces for a, quite a long period after. Actually, this was on my list, but speaking of my last trip before the pandemic, that was over the holidays. The December 2019, I went to Vegas for a couple of days with some friends and we never thought that would have been our last trip. So, wow, memories. The next thing on my list was actually don't impulse buy. Um, I got Amazon Prime just before the pandemic, actually, not on purpose. I got it before the pandemic and I never really took advantage of it. And what happens with uh, staying home all this time now? I haven't been shopping too, too much, but I've definitely online shopped a lot more than I did before. And the convenience of having all these deliveries and whatnot, it made it really easy and very tempting to shop. I, I don't think I regret too many things I bought so far in the past year, but definitely would have told myself maybe control myself and if it's really not necessary <laughs> or not that important or you know to not even even small ticket items to tell myself you know maybe I don't really need that item and uh, even though it seems like a fun thing or whatnot so I tell myself to control my spending a little bit just because right now is a great time to start saving and, and I should focus more on that hence my first thing when I mentioned about investing I would have told myself to save and invest more and uh, use this time of um, being at home more and going out less to start building up my savings. So that's definitely something I would tell myself. Claire, how, how about you? What else is on your list? Right, so just as context, when Emily and I were preparing for this episode, we asked um, each other to write down our list and eventually later, um, as we get closer to our recording date, we would put our items on the list. And so right now we're actually looking at it. And I was lying when I said my second to the last was my Toronto trip. <laughs> but I have another item before my number five, which is if I could tell something 
to myself in January 2020 is that you will gain a few more pounds in the next year, but that's definitely okay. It has been a good year for me in 2019, staying healthy and whatnot, but all of that was just out of the window as soon as the pandemic hit. Um, it was not in my priority list and I was okay with that, but if I could just give myself a heads up as well that it's bound to happen, <laughs> then that's what I would do. <laughs> Agreed. Totally. And looking at number five, it seems that we have um, similarities. And so I'll, I'll let you go for it, Emily. Um, so for us, number five was to start a podcast with Claire. So actually, it was a year ago today that we probably, I think, oh, almost a year ago today, that we actually met in person at my place. Claire and I sat down finally saying, let's drop these notes down. Let's t We've been talking about starting a podcast for for over a year and I think we actually had our in-person planning session just before the pandemic and we met and we jotted all these notes and ideas down and then we really never got to it and so I would have told myself you know this is a great time now that we're home to start getting that podcast going and we started planning and actually making this all this happen a month ago and while we were preparing getting everything set up thinking we have all this all these unique ideas and our podcast was unique and um as we started getting our logo and branding started setting up and we realized I did a one quick search, not before we got everything set up, but right after we were about to get our all the designs going and I did a quick search and I realized, you know, our podcast right now, EC Made Lemonade, was not the initial name that we wanted. And when we searched online, the previous name we, we were actually gonna use, it turns out actually that podcast already exists you know, with some two other hosts. And they started, I think, in the summer of 2020. So we actually started early in 2020. We could have had that title that we wanted to use. But alas, it's okay. We like EC Main Lemonade. So that is fine. That is us. It actually is nicer. This, this you know, now our new branding actually matches more with us, our personalities, and people will get to know us better. So thoughts, Claire? Yeah, I remember we were talking about this probably late 2019 so we we were doing a japanese class together <laughs> and yes. then we were looking for like side creative projects and then we thought oh maybe we just do a podcast we we like to talk and then we met um i think it was january we were just brainstorming for themes and topics and how we'd go about it we had so many grand plans like for summer and... yeah some of our ideas were actually from a quick little drive when we drove down to Seattle a little together too. Right. We had one little road trip, day trip out to Seattle and uh, we were just talking. We were talking, we had a great time. We just mentioned actually a lot of these topics are great discussions and actually they're all topics where we learn through experience and we were saying how it would have been nice if we had someone to talk to us about these topics too. And so we had all, this, all these ambitious ideas for our podcast that uh, we delayed quite a bit actually. <laughs> Yeah, I, I already forgot about that drive to Seattle. It was a foodie trip, which we hope to do more when we are able to. <laughs> yeah, so let's move on to another question that we were discussing. So Claire, what would you say was a highlight of 2020 for you? So it could be favorite moments, important lessons learned, any, any specific milestones or whatnot that happened in 2020 that really stuck, you know, came to mind. Basing off of our top five list, as an introvert, <laughs> one of my highlights would probably be having the normalcy of gaining your own bubble and as well as wearing a mask. Um, 
I have a quite a weak immune system, so I appreciate that people are wearing masks now. What about you? For me, the top one on my list would be the work from home life, getting used to that. I've never worked from home before. My previous jobs never had that opportunity or needed to do that. Slowly gotten used to it. There's been up and downs throughout the year, but uh, finally getting hang of it, knowing how to manage this work from home life. And one thing definitely from this was um, I've become a lot more comfortable being on camera and seeing and listening to myself because of all these Zoom meetings and FaceTime calls, personal calls and whatnot. And so, that was something I really didn't like before. I did not like to see myself on camera. There weren't many options, you know, many opportunities to see myself on camera. And so when it did happen, I really did not like that. It was just a little uncomfortable because it's not like something you would do normally. It's, you know, it's not our occupation to be on screen. And um, I also hate voice recording my voice. I really didn't like to listen to myself. But I think, I, I think there's quite a few people who don't like that. You know, if it's not normal for you, it's just a little weird and awkward to listen and see yourself on screen. But I actually have become a lot more comfortable. And so like, hence this podcast has been like pretty great. I'm like, oh, I'm totally fine with it. Let's go ahead. So I think that's definitely something that I've, I'm quite proud of myself to be more comfortable in my own skin in that sense, being on screen and on audio. And how about you, Claire? What's the next thing on your list? Speaking of uh, the virtual space, one of my highlights is being able to connect with other people online. Before, when I meet people in person, it's nice, but it's also, um, it takes a little bit of my energy, like I would need to recharge. But for these virtual calls, um, say 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, that's, that's just enough for me. And uh, I find it really uh, meaningful. And as virtual hangouts are the thing for most people now, I am able to meet with friends abroad more frequently. Before, we weren't so keen on having video calls, especially with the difference in time zones. It felt awkward and it was more of a hassle than anything. But as it's become more common now, we're more open to doing it and it's actually made it more fun for us. We are able to do things together we wouldn't have been able to do before. For example, every now and then we will watch films together and just catch up after. You're next. <laughs> for me, this is more of a, a thing that happened in the news, sort of, for me. The U.S. presidential election was definitely a highlight of 2020. It was insane. A context, I was a political science major back in university, so I'm very interested and fascinated by elections. And the American politics has definitely been a roller coaster ride the last couple of years. And this election, I was definitely anticipating because I wanted to see, you know, what the outcome is. As some of you may or may not know, Canada is definitely very affected by whatever is happening in the States. And so I was definitely having my eye on the whole presidential campaign. And when that election happened, never in my life, I think never in history, has there been such a crazy election results timeline. I don't think anyone's ever heard of that like this kind of thing taking days and days accounts votes and deciding on a president-elect and wow how close and tight that race was really definitely I remember that night I was trying to watch those results and how there was no result after that first night and um it definitely gave me anxiety <laughs> that whole week and so I think I'm never gonna forget that moment of how crazy that 2020 American election was as Canadians, I think it was a common thing 
that some were really tuning into it. I remember discussing it with colleagues and then as the days went by, people were saying like, yes, I was really into it. And then the next day is like, oh, I'm just trying to chill more because this is just giving me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> and so even though we're not um, directly the voters, we're very close neighbors. And so what happens down there can really affect us a lot. And so it's, it's quite important for us too. Yeah, but on to something else. Uh, what was next on your list? What was another highlight for you, Claire? So I already mentioned my favorite moments of the year, but for the next ones, I think I would say some of the things that I learned. So much has happened and, you know, we've adjusted to a lot of things. And one of the things that I wanted to highlight would be adjusting with a working from home environment. You know, we, you work in, a, in an office, that's, that's what you do before. And so talking to your colleagues was much more convenient in a way that you can just face to face ask them some things. Um, but now that we're all working from home, um, you, you, especially for the first few months, I think, you kind of bombard your colleagues with emails just because that's the only way that you could connect with them. I mean, there are apps that you can use to quickly ask questions, but that wasn't set up yet. And it was those early moments that made it real for me how other people have different communication styles and so you try to adjust and try to sound as um, diplomatic as you can, professional and understanding because everyone's adjusting to the work from home stage, you know. And so you try to be kind, try to be gentle, but at the same time you, you want to get things done. I've learned how to uh, balance my tone of writing in such a way that I can still work efficiently with my colleagues. <laughs> I totally agree. I um, I mean, there are definitely perks to work from home, but I've been missing the office and missing my colleagues. And yeah, you mentioned about, you know, being able to, you know, ask things in person. And honestly, it was actually really a lot more efficient to be able to just pop in and go like, hey, actually, can you do this for me? Or can you clarify something that you asked me to do? It's a lot easier. And yeah, lately, for me, lately, there's been so many more emails and it's been so hard to catch up because that's how the only way to communicate now is like through email and it's uh, things get lost in emails really quickly if you start having a bombardment of them so the other thing that i would like to mention is um with all this working from home thing is following uh, i would i wouldn't say strict hours strict office hours for yourself it's just um always be mindful of the time it was a challenge for me at the first few months just right before summer it was my first time working from home and I start working at seven later do you know it's already seven at night and you're just you just keep working because you're at home I, I didn't have the sense of oh um, the sun's coming down I should probably go home now but when you're working from home for me it was just continuously just working because I'm home anyway so there's no need to commute. It's just, you can just work. Um, do more work today. Maybe you do less work tomorrow because you already did it today. And so that became a habit for me for the first few months. And then I learned that um, it would probably be best if I just stick to my say eight hours or just have a pattern of working hours just because I learned that that's the way to avoid burning out. Mm -hmm. Burnout is so real and I, I've been reading, I think a lot of people are noticing that about, you know, that you mentioned about work hours and not having set work hours now with work from home and it's been a big topic now to not glorifying those who work overtime and 
who mentioned how long they work to, to stop that glorification because that's true because why, why are we why are we applauding that we should not be saying wow that's amazing like that's not the right reaction i'm not saying telling those who do that it's bad it's just we shouldn't be incentivizing those who do that because that's not right that's not good work-life balance and you should tell people when they do that it's like oh okay well hope you're not doing that all the time you know hoping you have a good you're hoping you still have time for yourself because if they choose to do that, that's their de decision. But I hope people don't do it because they feel obligated to. It's not that we're complaining because we're lucky that we can still do our things, yeah. um, like work things from home. And it's not for everyone. It's just that's how we prefer to handle our work-life balance because mm -hmm. that's, that's our values. Yeah. This reminds me, actually, one of my supervisors before told me, you can't always claim overtime hours. I get that you work hard. If I don't know you, I would tell you that you're an employee who can't uh, manage your time properly. Like, why yeah. do you always have to work extra hours? Why can't you just fit all those tasks within your eight hours? So Yeah, definitely. Okay, so aside from working from home, <laughs> I see that you have a um, change of topic for your next item. So Yeah, so another thing that helped with this work-life balance was uh, I live alone. So when the weather was nicer during the late spring and summer, I was able to meet up with some friends safely and socially distanced outside um, Vancouver here. We have some great spaces, you know, that we could spread out and walk outside. And our summers here are really mild and really beautiful. And so there were some really amazing moments in the summer. And we I had some summer picnics and strolls around the city with some friends and being a tourist in my city during those couple months it was really amazing those were so such memorable moments that i had and i realized that i really need to cherish every moment that we could meet in person these days the next time and each time i can actually meet people in person i i've been really cherishing those and those have definitely been ingrained in my memory and I look forward to when the weather is a little nicer again and we can keep those up and hopefully see people in person a little more frequently outside. Yeah, those are really nice. Those are really nice moments. Um, Claire, how about you? Did you? Were there any other special moments maybe at home or things that you learned and or did? Highlights? Just to follow up with your heartwarming moments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a person who isn't really well versed in the kitchen. I just love to eat. Like I'm a foodie, but... <laughs> You can't trust me for cooking or especially baking. But all this pandemic baking and whatnot, I tried to test it out. I'm someone who doesn't really have um, long-term hobbies. I always want to challenge myself with new things. I Some people can say I easily get bored. And so baking was one of the things because I've always told myself like I hated baking. I hate um, fluffy pastries. And so I <laughs> like baking is not the last thing hobby that I would probably do because I don't I won't even eat the things that I would bake but I started making bread <laughs> the first try was an absolute fail for the second one the bread turned out really nice I started sharing it with my parents and I see that they enjoy eating it as well and so I started making things that I don't like to eat but they love I get satisfaction from seeing them enjoy the things that I bake and so I I really like that I just want to say though, you don't give yourself enough credit. Like even though you say, I mean, yeah, you probably started recently, but you have done such a great job. You, I've seen your posts and your pictures and everything looks delicious. I've also been lucky enough to be a recipient of a cake you made for me. I forgot what it was called. Uh, it's Ansari Yes, it was so yummy. And 
Yeah, I just gonna say, and like not just baking too. You've been experimenting a lot and following the different uh, pandemic lockdown trends. With, you know, I remember you started with Dalgona coffee. <laughs> I'm like sort of the opposite of Claire. I thought I would be baking more because I actually really enjoy being in the kitchen. Um, and I thought, oh, I'm gonna be baking more, making more like little dessert things, and you know, giving them to people. But I actually did the opposite. I stopped. I like barely baked much like for desserts and pastries and I did more cooking and experimenting with different recipes instead and more savory foods and did things that I normally wouldn't do. Um, a lot of times, you know, in the past when I get home from work, you want a quick meal. You just want to whip up, whip up something quick because you're, you know, it's been a long day. You don't want to spend that much time in the kitchen, but I've been really experimenting things that normally, because I've been um, not wanting to physically go out to buy too much stuff. And so I would mass haul a bunch of groceries and then I realized, I would miss certain foods that I would normally go buy at or eat at a restaurant. And I thought, oh, maybe I can experiment and make certain things. And uh, it's hit or miss, but those those are fun moments to like just experiment in the kitchen, pretending it's like, you know, and no one to judge. The good thing about living alone, there's no one to judge anything because it's just you. And if it looks great, then you can post and share with friends and say you'll make them for them next time. And if it sucks, no one has to know you ever did it. <laughs> That's true. I think it's just, well, I, I like the, the way you use experiment because that's probably how it worked for me for baking because I didn't one day just wake up, oh, maybe I just want to bake. It's more about, oh, maybe I'll challenge myself to some experiments, things I haven't done before. Okay. So going back to our list, <laughs> what would be your second to the last one? Um, for me, so Claire mentioned all the baking she did. For me, I discovered my new love for plants. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have been going a little, I've been doing the same throughout the pandemic of buying a lot of plants and gardening and flowers and whatnot. And so I, um, can't have flowers at home. I have allergies and hay fevers. I'm allergic to pollen and, and whatnot. So I don't ever have flowers around me, but plants was another thing. I never really had any at home growing up or, you know, and even in the office, I never really had office plants. And I have a lot of colleagues in my office that are big plant aficionados and they love it. And, you know, while I was in the office, I got like, I think I got two plants. There was a plant shop beneath our office. And so I bought two plants to add to my desk. When the pandemic hit, I made sure to go rescue them from my desk and I brought them home. They were doing all right. But then eventually they uh, didn't survive. <laughs> They're no longer with me in my home. But what happened was, because I live alone, I have no pets as well. So I really wanted something that I could take care of, but also didn't take too much time and effort. And I realized, oh my gosh, I found this new love for plants. And I, I went from someone not knowing plant names or anything to becoming someone who did research, trying to find the, eat the plants that are hardest to kill and requires very little water and um, I went a little plant crazy every time I saw a shop that sold plants I would probably go buy a plant at home and um, it grew and grew throughout the spring and summer like I had so many plants not all of them survived but now that it's the you know the new year now in 2021 those that have survived the fall and winter they're doing well and they I know it's spring now because there's new growth and I'm getting all excited and so I'm, I'm being a proud plant mom now these days. I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I think I've definitely learned a lot about how to take care of different types of plants throughout this past year. And I'm quite proud of myself and I'm looking forward to uh, be getting some more plant babies now that spring is coming. So how about you, Claire? 
Yeah, I, I could definitely relate to that. I think it's one of the major trends that people were doing over the pandemic. It's getting plants, redecorating. And much like everyone else, my family and I were very notorious for not being good with plants. But over the pandemic, much like you, who started from zero to now becoming a plant mom, we we did some red redecorating at home. And so we thought maybe we can take care of some plants. So we did purchase some plants. And like you, I did my research of which plants to get, which are considered lucky plants. I remember telling Emily, oh, because we, we also got our plants sometime in September, late September, early October, and it's fall. And so, whew. Let's just see if these plants survive until Christmas or the new year at least. And they're still, they're still alive. And so I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, going back to our list. The last item I have for this segment is for context. I do not really watch dramas or something that needs consecutive attention every week. Like I don't have that attention span to wait for new episodes yes for series every week or like and then so pandemic um i was running out of things to do so one day emily told me to watch this thai drama <laughs> it was very scandalous and so i thought i'll give it a shot and then 16 episodes later i was telling emily oh my gosh this is so intense what's happening and then i finished that and then we were talking about it Yada yada, and then Emily suggested another drama for me. It's like a Chinese, it's Chinese Mandarin Mandarin drama, right? And then that one had fifty episodes. It's on Netflix. It was a very popular <laughs> drama, and of course, I liked it. I think I binged that fifty episode drama for a few days. Yeah, just within I the week for sure. Think I suggested it to you, and I wasn't done. But you finished it first, <laughs> and you I, you couldn't spoil it for me because I was slower. And I still remember also the Thai drama I was suggested to you. You, I remember the messages you kept sending me. Each episode you were like, what is going on? I remember you were watching it lunch breaks too. Yes. And I couldn't say anything because I finished. I didn't want to spoil it. But you, I remembered your reaction. I loved it though. I'm so, I love how invested you are. And I'm so glad I was the reason behind <laughs> your new binge <laughs> obsession. And for the 50 episode drama, the Chinese drama that Emily told me, I kept re-watching that for at least three months. I've never done that with other dramas. You've never done it. You've never done that. And then and then for the the Thai dramas that I've I'm now super knee deep into, I still I still watch it. It's almost a year. That's right. It's almost a year that I've been into this and so I'm like, whoa. That's definitely going in my highlight list. It's like I've never I've never expected myself <laughs> in this space. I remember such a big face. You fell so fast for Thai entertainment so quickly because I introduced I previously the, to the one I introduced to Claire the year before. I you know watched I've seen a few Thai dramas, Thai Lacorns, uh here and there, um, but not too often, and like I wasn't too um, invested in them and. And then I didn't expect Claire to go so far. Like, I actually sort of stopped watching Thai dramas after the first couple ones I suggested to her. And she kept on suggesting other things for me. It, it was reversal. And she was telling me all these things and all where I can see shows where the actors she likes were on. And she'll tell me, oh, I've discovered a new actor and I really like. Here, check it out. And it was it was um, amazing. For me, I'm, a, I'm still a big 
fan of, you know, Korean entertainment. And I'm quite invested in that. And I really don't have time <laughs> to, like, expand to too much at the moment for other things. And so um, I'm so, you know, I'm happy that <laughs> Claire found other things for her to uh, <laughs> devote her time and interest to. It's, it's amazing, though. It's, it's been great. I, I, I love it. I love how we share our different recommendations to each other. I'm, I'm also slowly um, introducing you to uh, Thai music. Like, I shared to you one, one song yes. before. So. Oh, my gosh. So that's something I've um, gotten quite obsessed with. And afterwards, she's been sharing some Thai music with me. And then slowly, it's starting to show up on Spotify, all the recommendations. And then they're recommending other new songs for me. And I've discovered a lot more other artists and other songs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And so, yeah, I've been loving learning about different cultures. I've always, you know, Claire and I, we've always loved different cultures and languages and whatnot. And so it's been great to learn more about other things. So I hope we keep doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of recommendations and things like that, um, well, the last thing on my list uh, that was sort of, I guess, a, a moment of 2020 slash actually entering to 2021 now is something that I guess a lot of people can relate to is this whole new phase of comparing millennials with Gen Z. And that that's something I never really understood. You know, millennials are coming to the age, the boomers, and then like, you know, middle-aged people now these days, they always blamed a lot of things on millennials and thinking that we're young kids who don't know how to save and like spend money and we blame a lot of things on millennials but a lot of people don't realize millennials are aging claire and i we are millennials you know the older millennials they're in their 30s entering their 40s soon we're not little kids anymore you know the youngest age for millennials i don't know they're in their they're all done college by now right for for the, sure for the youngest millennials so we're all fully grown adults in the workforce contributing you know the slightly older generation who still think about young kids as millennials that's not correct the young kids these days are the gen z's uh, not us <laughs> we're all paying taxes and uh, working hard these days avocado toast is no longer a thing for us <laughs> stop saying that uh but the one thing is i feel really hurt right now we're millennials we're squished in between these boomers and gen z's we're getting all this hate we're misrepresented amongst the boomers view as these young kids who don't know anything Gen Z's, we are the new boomers of the Gen Z's thinking we're like, what the heck is going on? And like, why are people hating on us? You know, Gen Z's, what is this obsession with the Gen Z saying what? No side parts, no skinny jeans. Do not judge me on my emojis, okay? <laughs> like, I, I'm going to use my laughing, crying emoji and I'm going to use LOL in my texts. Do not come for me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've even seen a lot of those on your feed too, Claire. I think it's just more of, um, you know, when you, you make something and then like someone, someone else uh, makes an exact duplicate of it, but just better. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's how it is. It has been like, we're, we're the original copy and then someone made a version too. And so now they're being mean to the original version. And that's, that's yeah, how I see the Gen Z is like the latest iPhone. And we are that iPhone, you know, the person has not upgraded yet because it's we're still work. It's still an iPhone. People were excited about it when it yeah. first came out. It's just now. <laughs> it's true. We are the iPhone 5. <laughs> it was amazing when the iPhone came out. And then now, like, people are like, no, but, you know, the Gen Z's are the iPhone 12 Pro Max, you know? That's right. And, and they think they are that. I mean, nothing everyone. Okay, this is just, a, we're also gen- generalizing it. Not all Gen Z's and millennials are like this, but... 
in general from what we're seeing from all these memes and stuff we're just mentioning all these like trends but to be honest though to be fair i actually for me i actually quite enjoy them i like to read and and see and hear about all these different comparisons and then these things i relate and i don't feel ashamed or feel bad about it i just go like that is very true <laughs> i do do that yeah, at the end of the day, it's all just for entertainment. Yeah, don't take I don't, it personally. If you do, then... I love it. Like, people don't take it seriously. And I am still that person. I, I just recently saw this uh, post. I am that millennial who will... I have Instagram. And um, I do see TikTok posts on Instagram. But I do not have a TikTok. And nor do I scroll through TikTok. I am that millennial who refuses to download TikTok. But will still look at these TikTok videos. And I just saw like in a tweet about it. Gen Z is going, come on, stop. Stop looking at TikTok. Looking up TikTok. Not on TikTok. Just download TikTok now. And I'm like, no. I will not succumb. <laughs> I'm going to just continue watching these TikTok videos outside of the app. <laughs> yep, I can totally relate to that. I have a friend who... It still bombards me with just download the, the app and then just watch no. videos from it. Don't send me TikTok crumbs on Instagram. It's like, nope, I'm still not signing up. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. All right. So Claire, what do you envision yourself doing right after the pandemic? The first thing, literally first thing they're probably doing after this whole pandemic phase would probably review my budget. It's like, go to my spreadsheet, review my budget, plan for my next few years, brainstorm on how much I should save for concerts, for travels, for dining out, all these things that I couldn't do during the pandemic. You? For me, I think the very first thing would be uh, going to see my grandma. My grandma lives in Hong Kong and she does live alone and she does have a caretaker, a living caretaker, but she does live alone. So I would... Uh, definitely want to, the first thing is on my list is to travel and to see my grandma in person. I mean, even before the pandemic, I haven't seen her in about, before the pandemic, it was over a year since I last saw her. So now it's already over two years since I last saw her. And I want to see as much of her as, as I can, you know, now she's getting older and, um, and she doesn't really travel much. Even before she never really traveled much. So she would never be the one to come travel and see anyone. Um, we are the ones to go see her. So yeah, definitely. I think it's high on the list of my family's list anyways. I think everyone, my relatives and my aunts and uncles will probably be trying to go to Hong Kong to go and see my grandma. So very, very top of the list. I think that's the first thing I'm going to do. Um, and I think this sort of ties into your next thing too, Claire. How about you? The next um, item. Yes, definitely traveling to see relatives. I mentioned uh, my Toronto trip last February. And so the next thing on my list would be to go travel locally to see my nieces in Toronto. They're growing up so fast and I don't want to miss a single moment of it. I just really want to see them so bad. Um, and also go to Asia. Now that I'm so into Thai entertainment, I probably want to go to Thailand now. Yeah, so similar. So besides visiting my grandma in Hong Kong, um, definitely using my vacation days on a nice long trip. It doesn't, you know, preferably probably flying somewhere, but it could be any trip. But I actually planned a trip, a two week trip to Korea right before the pandemic. I think it was January 2020. I booked my flight. I was supposed to fly to Korea with a friend in October 2020. Two weeks. It was going to be a great trip, a nice long trip. We we're going to rent a car and do a little road trip in Korea. Uh, even though I've been many times, we were so excited. I was going to blow most of my vacation time there. And then of course the pandemic hit. And you know what? I mentioned about being naive and not knowing how long this would last. So I thought, you know what? October is a long time away. At the time it was, it was I think, February, March. When it first hit the pandemic, 
And then I thought, October's a long way, and I think six months would be good enough time to get all of this under control. Oh, little did I know. I dragged on, it got worse, and so I cancelled my, my trip in the summer. I need to make that trip happen again. Even a road trip, just taking a car and driving anywhere would have been great. I think I mentioned I went to Vegas, that was my last trip in December of 2019. We took a car out, we rented a car and we drove out to Death Valley, and that was amazing. And I'm so glad we did a lot of things during that Las Vegas trip, we tried our best, and no regrets, and I, that really, you know, I really want to go on a nice little road trip and drive around when it's a little safer. So what else for you, Claire? What else would you, what's, what's high on your list when you're done with this pandemic? Just to mention as well, because we had similar October Korea right. plans. I had friends from Asia, friends from the States, and I were planning to go meet up in Seoul and spend Halloween there. We all had these grand plans, like we would rent out a big space for us. And then the pandemic hit, and so... I forgot about that. We were going to meet up. We said, we purposely... I, we were going to meet yeah, up. Yeah, I booked for, for the trip the last two weeks of October. I was there for Halloween, too. And we said we were going to meet up because more the merrier with, with, you know, especially in Korea, the food is so great. But in such amazing portions that the more people means more things we can share and more things we can experience. And yeah, that never happened. <laughs> Well, we also, I think we also mentioned that during our January planning, like podcast planning, that we would meet up, do an episode while we met up, like in Seoul, like of yeah. all places. And uh, just, just one of the grand things that we mentioned we would be doing. <laughs> but well, that could wait. We'll wait until it's totally yes. safe to travel. Um, my next one in my list is to dine out. Mm -hmm. So I'm a foodie. Um, I just miss dining inside a restaurant. Um, for me, dining out, sharing meals with other people, friends, that's how I connect with them. And so for that opportunity to be taken out from me is just a change. But that's definitely one thing that I really miss doing, just dining out safely. Yeah. This actually ties up to my, my next thing that I, um wanted to do right after the pandemic, which is meeting up with friends and throwing little house gatherings. I totally miss my friends. I don't have a huge group, but those that I have, I, they're really good friends. And so I've missed seeing them, you know, virtual phone calls and, and screen time. That doesn't really make up for in-person conversations and hangouts. And oh, just having a nice little game night at someone's house. It just, you know, it could be two or three friends, that's it. And then you just sit in someone's house and talk for hours and hours and over some good food and games and chat. I really enjoy staying in, but staying in with having the opportunity to invite people over is a big thing for me. And that's sort of my social life. I don't go out much. You know, Claire and I, we don't do out the whole partying thing. And we're, we're not, that, that doesn't really interest us, but we just want to hang out with people we really like. We don't need to go meet up with strangers in our personal space. It's more like, we just want to hang out with people we like. And I can't wait till we can uh, have house gatherings again and when it's safe to have people over, so. And then Claire and I can meet up again. <laughs> yes, I definitely miss watching concerts at your place, just marathons. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, yeah, you should mention the next item on your list. The next one in my list, I now have a new bucket item because of the pandemic, and it is to go to a music festival again at a foreign country. So I did that once, and I thought I was too old for that. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> too many youngsters for me to handle. It's like, no. But after all this staying at home, I kind of want to experience it again, but probably just choose a more appropriate music festival for me. Like I, So <laughs> this ties me back again to my Thai entertainment <laughs> fangirling mode. <laughs> But they have this biggest outdoor music festival. I've heard it's the biggest in Asia. 
and I think it's for two days and the artists that performed there are the most popular ones but the, the crowd isn't too wild um, <laughs> just it's the, people just respect their own spaces and I kind of like that uh, that's that's for me and so I I'm quite interested with that yeah that's also similar to mine as well. One thing for the listeners is Claire and I, we went to so many different events together. Claire and I, we're like each other's event buddy. We, we have a lot of overlapping interests. So for example, concerts, Claire mentioned, we, we have similar tastes in music. And so if there's an artist coming to Vancouver that we both like, we always try to be each other's uh, concert buddy. So oh, I can't wait till we can do those again. We went to so many events, to, so, so many events together all of a sudden a halt, a big, big halt of like nothing. It's crazy. I used to go to events all the time, any kind of events. Uh, it could be shows, concerts, musicals, operas, different, all types of arts. And we, oh, we went to so many things and it's all stopped. And also like here in Vancouver and also in Canada, hockey games are a big thing. I would go to hockey games a couple times a year and different sports events, like depending on the season as well, that they're all stopped and it's been it's been it's not hard but I miss those I truly miss those for sure true I I always thought of myself as a homebody like I don't really go out much I don't party but going through the my calendars like I noticed like how so much of my budget goes to <laughs> attending these events like yes. seeing concerts with Emily and so that's one of the things that I look forward to doing mm -hmm. after like after all this unprecedented yeah, times for sure <laughs> And then um, one other thing on my list was, uh, I think I mentioned earlier about being kind to myself and like taking stretch breaks and whatnot. And so for me, it's like scheduling a massage. I need a deep tissue massage. I need, oh my gosh, I think it'll be painful, but my body, I, I can tell from my body that I need to uh, get everything back in order and all these knots out of, of my muscles. <laughs> And Claire, what is the, let's wrap it up with these things that you want to do after the pandemic. What is that bonus item that you want to mention? Yeah, sure. So the one thing that I, I really do look forward to doing after this pandemic, when we can see each other safely again, would be to record in one venue together. And um, just as context, Emily and I, we are recording um, off-site. And so we almost always just FaceTime each other and then record from each other's sites. And so after the, the pandemic, I would like for us to sit down, one table, one mic, one recording track, just face-to-face -face meetings. Something so simple. But soon, I have hope soon we can. <laughs> And what's your last item oh, on the list? For yeah. me, it's just going back to the office, to be honest. I, I just since I work this. I have a temporary workstation set up at home. It works. I'm very lucky. You know, I have, I do have a desk. I tried my best to get all the different setup, but it's really different. I just really miss a proper work desk, a workstation, and having supplies and other people and my other colleagues around me. So it's just going back to, to be honest, it's just going back to normal. I just want things to sort of go back to normal-ish. I, I mean, I actually like some of the things that have been uh, changed because of the pandemic, which we're, we should mention next. But things slightly back to normal for work anyways, for me. I want work to sort of go back to normal. I can echo your last point, just really different when you're in the office as compared to when you're at home. But as you said, going to our last segment for this episode, what are the acquired habits during the pandemic that we see ourselves um, continuing? The first one for me would be hygiene practices. For me, uh, using hand sanitizers is a thing. I once used my unscented hand sanitizer in the bus while going home, and I got looks for doing so. It was really, really odd. It happened a long time ago, but I still find it odd. It was, it was a bizarre um, experience, but yeah. 
using hand sanitizers and wearing masks. Um, I mean, I hope that people would be more open and accommodating to people who choose to wear masks. Yeah, that's also on my list, the face masks, to normalize face masks. I'm not saying this is a good thing. I don't want a pandemic for face masks to be normalized, but uh, it's very common practice in Asia. Face mask is a very normal thing. It's a daily thing. People wear them all the time for all different kinds of reasons. And there's no stigma or judgment about it. And I think, I mean, it's not going to be that normalized here in North America or, you know, the other Western countries, but I think it will slightly be more accepted. And I think we're still going to get looks when you wear it. But I think even when COVID is over, there might be slightly fewer looks if you were to wear, especially when traveling. I think it might be a a slightly more common practice to have face masks. And I'm glad about that too, because if you're not feeling well, just wear it. Um, There's nothing wrong with it. Why is there a problem wearing a mask? You know, if you think you might have something, but it's so mild, you still have to go to work. If you wear a mask, good for you. If you're afraid of getting something because of your compromised immune system, then why should someone judge you for having something to protect yourself? It's just, it's protection. That's why it's called PPE, personal protection equipment. You know, it's for protection. Just like you wear a jacket when it's cold, you wear a mask if you think you might catch something. Yeah, I remember posting on my Instagram, I took a selfie wearing a mask and I put a caption, this used to be my airport wear and now it's just my everyday wear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, uh, next item on my list is doing local mm-hmm. travels. When the restrictions were um, less strict than it is now, my parents and I were able to go to Vancouver Island. And it's been a long time since we did a road trip together. Growing up, we always did just long drives for our summer trips. And so this one was, it's its just a nice opportunity to like be on the road with my parents again. And Pacific Northwest has a lot to offer. And so I think one of the things that we like to do more when we can, um, especially as my parents are getting older now, we would like to just travel on the road again and see much more. Yeah, speaking of that, driving down, um, my family and I, we were talking about going on a big road trip to the States too, prior to the pandemic. And my dad got a new SUV. We were thinking that would be the car we could take on nice road trips. And uh, we mentioned how we want to go to Yellowstone Park. And that never happened. We couldn't go last year. And that was sort of when we wanted to drive down as a big family trip. We don't really do big family trips too, too often. But I think every so often we, we decide like it's nice to go as a big family and um, that didn't happen. <laughs> but one thing that I want to continue doing is picnics. I never really picnicked before. It was never a thing for me. When I eat outside, it's mainly eating on a patio <laughs> of, of some restaurant. And so I didn't realize that picnics are great and so much fun. And the beauty of being able to bring your own food, whatever the heck you want to bring, it's nice. I want to keep doing that. Claire and I did one, you know, one picnic over the summer and it was super fun and we got some yummy food. So I hope we can do it. Even, you know what? Yeah, I hope we can do it soon this summer too. So I'm looking forward to that. That's right. We tried that ice we cream We ate so top. many. We had like, we tested. So there was a promo, I think. Was it a promo? I think so. It was a, uh, yeah. A, a tester promo. Yes. Six scoops? <laughs> scoops? Or eight. Or I think eight. eight. I think it was eight. So they had this promotion, this ice cream shop. It was delicious, by the way. And there was like this really nice ice cream shop with really unique flavors. And we wanted to try. So we purposely picnicked at the park nearby. And I remember Claire picked up some jajamyeon on the way for our dinner because I really wanted black bean noodles. I haven't had in a long time. We ate that picnic. And then we wrapped up. We went to the ice cream shop and got this promo. You can try four or six different single scoop of flavors of what they had. So we 
we got eight scoops of ice cream after eating black bean noodles. It was the most ice cream I had ever, but they were also delicious. I don't regret that. It was so much fun. It was a beautiful, sunny, warm summer night. I hope we can do that soon. Yeah, so we were trying to be um, as safe as we could. So we did that picnic and then we wrapped up and then we went for the ice cream shop and now because we don't have our picnic set up, we had to finish all, like we had to put our picnic <laughs> by the, my car's trunk and just eat ice cream standing up while like I was on the other side of the car and then yeah. you were on the opposite side of the car. It was so much fun though. That was a, such a great time. Like we tried to take selfies and we were standing so far from each other. It was so great though. I loved it. It was it was so much fun. See, I remember that. That, that was a highlight for sure. But uh, speaking of that though, we were socially distanced and I hope socially distanced also becomes a, a thing even after the pandemic because I really like my personal space. I mean, besides concerts and things, those are a little harder because those are sort of preset seats, but there is space. Please socially distance. Please don't, please, I, this is what I wrote. I said, please stand away from me in lines, please. I do not want you to be breathing the back of my neck. I do not want to know you're behind me. If I wave my hands around, I should not be able to touch you. Even if you can't say two meters, you, you stay a meter away from me. Just don't, just, whether you stand two meters away or one feet behind me, you're still the one behind me. You are still next in line. Don't worry. Just because you're socially distanced doesn't mean you're not, you know, no matter how close you get, you're not going to be getting to the front of the line faster. There are still people in front of you. So people just chill. Just, just relax. <laughs> and I think this also ties up with you too. I think, yeah, that was one of my highlights. Like one of my favorite moments for the last year was just to have my own space on so lineups. Good. Not having like someone super close by, like behind you while you're paying or you're like yeah. entering your pin at the machine and someone's so close behind you. It's like, <laughs> um, the next item on my list is, um, I hope that this like symptom self-checks would um, continue. Being okay with reminding people to stay home if they feel some symptoms. Sometimes it's a big ask because people need to work. It's just, you know, if, if you can avoid it, like just please stay home, recuperate and be well the next day. I think one thing though is to help better with that is it would be really nice for the workforce to normalize taking sick days. And there's too many workers who go to work sick and it's not usually the workers fault, right? They just think there's no other choice. They just have to go to work. And if employers can recognize that sick days are important and to allow those, we're lucky enough to have a really nice health policy where we have sick days, quite a few, but there are a lot of fields out there that workers, they're essential or they're just not enough workers or they don't have, they're not lucky enough to have that policy. So I really hope these enhanced better work policies for sick days become normalized and written into like permanent work contracts and things like that. Definitely. Uh, another thing on my list would be, um, I'm not sure how often other people see it, but for other countries or cities, for those who are open to doing events safely, they still do temperature checks and whatnot. And I, I kind of want that. I'm not sure how that would affect um, other people's privacy or their sense of person, but that, that would be something that I would also welcome. I agree. I highly agree. Uh, I think temperature checks should be a thing. For example, um, after the SARS pandemic, I think that was 10, over 10 years ago in Asia, specifically Hong Kong and China, they have these temperature checks whether when you arrive, I think in Japan. So basically a lot of Asia from after, you know, these scares of different pandemics and the swine flu and whatnot, they slowly enacted all these temperature checks everywhere. Yeah, I, it's just one of the things that I 
would prefer to see in the future more in the future i mean not everyone may like it but it's one of my preferences Um, yeah, um, another one in my list is my personal projects. Now that I am kind of a baker, <laughs> like I bake things, that's something that I look forward to doing more now. Um, in line with personal time, I also have a list of Thai dramas and movies to go over during my downtime. Um, it'll be interesting for me to find out until when I'll be in this space. Um, I also have a stack of books that I'd like to revisit as well when I'm off my screen. And uh, this reminds me, speaking of off-screen times, over the pandemic, I've also developed the habit of creating offline periods. I absorb so much information online that it feels overwhelming at times, and so I try to do a social media detox once in a while. Like there were times when Emily would go, are you back online? I don't see you. Yes, I love, I have to give props to Claire for that. I um, I have really bad self-control and Claire has good self-control, I, to me anyways. And so this, these social media detox and like um, communication detoxes, I'm like so proud of her. Like I've gotten used to it, I know how it works. So like we, we're always in constant communication, especially with text and messaging. But when I know she doesn't respond to me right away, she we always respond really quickly to each other. When I know within the day she doesn't respond, then, then she's probably on another one of her offline times, which is great. I love it and then I just give her her space and then when she's back she'll always tell me I'm back it's always great I have no self-control I can't do that I'm always whenever I get a notification even if I can ignore it for a couple hours or a day I have to get back to it but for me though um personal projects I have so many little things I wanted to do over the pandemic which I'm so bad I said I wanted to do some knitting and crocheting and then I got needles and yarn I never really got to that but um I think these podcasting things we have so many like ideas Claire and I about how to like expand our uh, reach and also different things for our, our new little branding project so Hopefully I can uh, put that creativity to work and we'll uh, expand more. For me, also, I mentioned no self-control. I also love to binge dramas and shows and things, and I don't see that going anywhere. The binging thing has nothing to do with the pandemic. I've always had that in me, and then I'm for sure going to continue that. Uh, one more thing, Claire, that we both have on our list that you want to mention as well that is a good thing that came out of the pandemic. So speaking of screen times, I just want to continue having more visual calls with my relative. FaceTime every day is welcome. It's like my downtime. It's my personal time to replenish my energy from tough day's work. And so I just really enjoy that. And more catch-up moments with my long-distance friends. Like I have friends in Manila who I watch films with online. This wasn't a thing before everyone else was comfortable with virtual calls, but now it's an activity that we do and it's great. I especially appreciate the effort when one of us has to try and find a moment to do these calls because surely one would have to wake up really early or stay up quite late. But it's all good and fun. I think it's a nice way for us to discuss films and just catch up in general. Same. I think um, I've never really been a fan. I wouldn't say a fan or not. I've never really had virtual calls. I didn't really do virtual calls too much. And I realized this is something I guess Gen Z's don't know is we used to do phone calls. I used to do a lot of phone calls when I was younger before the smartphone was a thing. I did phone calls in elementary school. I did phone calls in high throughout high school when landlines were still a thing. And then I got a cell phone and the phone calls were still a thing into, I would say university because smartphones, here, young people, smartphones didn't become a thing until we were in university. I think around the first iPhone came out when we were in first year or second year or something like that. And phone calls were a thing because also Google Docs were also not a thing at the time. I remember first year university, especially first and second year, 
when I had to work on something with friends or I needed help with an assignment, I would have to physically call my friend or my classmate to, you know, let's work through these questions together and like talk about it and things like that. And then all of a sudden it just stopped near the, you know, I think third, fourth year before graduation. And when smartphones became a thing and social media blew up and internet was so easily accessible, people stopped calling. It was all texting, all message and, and, and like written word, which was great in the sense because that was new. But then once you, be, you go working and everything, it becomes emails and just more text and messaging. And so I think this year I really developed my love for actually phone calls um, with video or not, video calls or just actual phone calls, just audio. And I want it to be a thing. I wanted to bring it back and I want it to be spontaneous again. I want to be able to, in the past, honestly, you wouldn't schedule a call in the past. You really just call up a friend like, hey, let's talk. And then if they can't, they just like, oh, I can only talk for five minutes. But that's still good. Um, there were difficult, definitely with schedules these days, it's so hard to schedule calls, but I want, um, I think impromptu calls are really nice too. So uh, same with Claire, I want more virtual calls, phone calls, any calls, just to keep that, you know, keep in touch with people, even if you can't meet in person. Totally. Well, that is the end of our list. Wow, we wrapped up everything. Right. <laughs> I really like this conversation. It helped me put things into perspective. There's there's so many things that I've learned over the past year and plenty more to look forward to moving ahead. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for us to reflect on the past year and all the things that we've done and the good and the bad. I, I actually, I didn't really reflect about it. with Before we started planning this episode, I was I never really looked back. I think in a way I was sort of, a little bit of PTSD, sorry. It was, there were so many negative things that happened in 2020 that I think I didn't really bother reflecting and thinking about it because I, well, I want to focus on the positive and less on the negative. And I didn't really remember the positive things that did happen. And planning this with Claire, I was so happy to be able to like, oh, there were actually so many good things that came out of it. So hopefully that's 2021 now that we can have another good year and try our best to make every moment matter. Right. And to wrap this up, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I think it was a meaningful experience looking back over the past year and sharing the things we learned with you. We hope that you are staying safe and healthy. Thank you all for listening to us this time. And until our next episode, hopefully you guys can check in to our next episode, episode three. Uh, more to chat. Thank you.